Hey, it's Callie, and you're listening to the Hippie Haven podcast. Every Wednesday, I interview experts and everyday people on how they live an ethical and eco-friendly lifestyle and how you can too. Previously, we've covered topics like how to go zero waste, environmental activism, vegan parenting, preventing food waste, secondhand shopping, urban beekeeping, starting an eco-business, and so much more. My goal is to inspire you to take action, both in your day-to-day routine and on a larger scale of combined advocacy, because I believe that together we can make a difference in saving the planet. If you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you automatically get each new episode right when it comes out. Today's episode is all about composting with worms, featuring Ana de la Vega, a composting expert who founded the Urban Worm and provides vermicompost workshops and consulting to individuals, businesses, and schools in the UK. You can follow her on Instagram at wormologist or visit her website at www.theurbanworm.co.uk. Show notes for this episode, including a full transcript, are available at www.ahippieinavan.com forward slash 026. This episode is sponsored by Uncle Jim's Worm Farm, the number one supplier of composting worms and supplies in the U.S. I've got a compost bin in my shop that's thriving with worms from Uncle Jim's, and I'll be ordering from them again in a few months when I start a second worm bin in my camper van once I'm back on the road. Uncle Jim's ships worms to the continental United States, plus Alaska, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands year-round with guaranteed live delivery. To order worms or other compost supplies, visit ahippieinavan.com forward slash worms. And as always, thank you so much for supporting our podcast partners. What is vermicomposting and how does it work? So vermicomposting is the process of harnessing the earthworm, a special uh, composting worm, Uh, to process our organic waste to turn it into a nutrient-rich organic fertilizer which which is teeming with minerals and nutrients that are essential for healthy plant growth and disease suppression. Also a really great way to deal with our organic waste on site because they're very efficient so worms can eat up to their body weight a day and they reduce the volume by up to 90% and the process is odorless so it's great for urban environments and people don't have a lot of space because you can compost with worms indoors in a very small bucket you can do it on a very very small scale so it's a very uh, easy and fun way to deal with your organic waste and why not just throw your food scraps in the garbage well uh, food waste uh, emits the uh, greenhouse gases methane and nitrous oxide and methane is uh, 31 times stronger than carbon dioxide and nitrous oxide is 310 times stronger so it's a it's a really easy way to to take action on climate change and it's fun so instead of throwing our food waste in the bin and sending it to landfill we can deal with it at home and then obviously we have a a very high quality byproduct at the same time. What materials are needed to start vermicomposting? Well obviously you need some uh, composting worms there are special um, earthworms that epigeic earthworms they live on the top six to 12 inches of the earth and you'll find them cultivating your compost bin. They thrive in organic matter. So first you'll need some worms. You'll need a vessel, uh, which can be, it's, it's very cheap. It's, it can be a very low tech um, process. So um, you need a, um, a plastic bucket, um, some starter bedding, which has some shredded paper or some compost or some manure just to get the, just to get started. And then eventually the worms will actually eat, eat the bedding. And then obviously you would feed them your kitchen scraps. So it's a very easy, low tech process and it's great for kids. Approximately how many worms do you need to start composting successfully? 
Well, it's, it depends how much waste you produce. But um, I always advise people to start off with a kilogram if you can afford it. Because women's quite expensive. They're £27 a kilogram in the UK, thereabouts. Um, and a kilogram of worms is about a thousand worms. So it really depending on how much food waste you produce. But um, worms can eat up to their body weight a day and they reduce the volume by up to 90%. So it really, yeah, it really depends how much food waste you have. But you can start off small if you just start off with a, a hundred worms. The worms can double their population every 60 days. So you can really start to produce more over the, over the years. You can start culturing more earthworms. But to start, uh, you can just start on a, on, a, on a very small scale, depending on your budget. Is it possible to have your compost pile be overgrown with worms or do they limit their own breeding? Yeah, they're very clever. Uh, they, worms uh, can uh, manage their population. So if you want to start breeding more earthworms, you really have to start giving more food and they can regulate their population. Also, they can, um, an, an, an egg, an, an earthworm cocoon or egg, uh, can have up to 15 babies inside so they can they can populate very 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 quickly how often does the compost need to be turned and why is it important that you're turning it regularly well um well with with worm composting you don't need you don't need to turn it because the worms do the work for you um so in the, if you have a norm a normal compost bin in your garden it's advisable to, to turn it every couple of of weeks but what's great about worm composting is is that you don't have to do that the worms do all the work for you. It's very low maintenance. And what's the best practice for adding food scraps into a worm compost pile then? So um, you would want to, to bury the, the food waste in um, in the bedding, which stops fruit, attracting for fruit flies, especially if you're doing it indoors in the urban in, environment. And only add very small amounts at once rather than overloading the, the worm bin because worms breathe through their skin. So you can suffocate them by putting too much food waste in. So small amounts, keep out oily foods and they don't like they don't like citrus. They don't like to live in acidic environments. So, I mean, they will eat meat, but uh, it's to avoid to avoid flies. uh, It's best to to keep it out your your worm bin. But really, they'll even eat your old socks. They'll eat anything that's organic. And what other types of things cannot go in a compost bin? So uh, what else can't go in? Obviously, um, plastics, <laughs> anything that's not organic, only only organic material. And it's best to put with worm composting, it's best to put um, 30% carbon. So paper, leaves, gar- garden waste, but really, because they, they, need, they thrive in a moist environment, it's better to keep, to keep food waste. It's best to keep food waste for the worms. And what about these new like bioplastics, the compostable plastics? Can those go in a worm bin? They take a long time to break down. So I say no, no, just keep it organic. And what are some little known items that can, in fact, be composted that we often don't even think about? Can be composted. So uh, we can compost our, our kitchen scraps, um, hair, if, you've, if you've, you've, your partner's got a Got a beard. I, I always compost my um, my partner's beard, uh, facial hair, uh, socks, cotton socks. They can be composted. Um, obviously, eggshells, crush your eggshells. They're a great source of um, alkalinity. They 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 balance the the pH, so it's not so acidic. And obviously, our 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 kitchen scraps and worms. Worms are great because they can also eat cooked food, which you can't typically put in um, a regular composting bin. And what about like cat and dog waste? Can you put that in a worm compost bin? 
Yes, worms are great at uh, managing all, all, all types of waste, but particularly dog dog waste because it's it's very toxic, generally because of the food that we, we feed our dogs, but the, the worms clean the toxins. There's also been a lot of research done in India. Uh, it's called uh, vermi remediation, using worms to clean contaminated land because they, they, they process all the toxins. So using worms to manage your dog waste responsibly is a, it's a great way. It's a great way to do it. And then you can use it on your garden. And how do you maintain a balance between brown and green materials? How do you know when you need to add more or less of one or the other? Well, obviously, depending on how moist your, your worm bin is, if it's, if it's too wet, you need to add some, some dry waste, add some paper, source of, of carbon. But you need to make sure that the worms, worms are mostly made up of water. They need to live in a moist environment. So you always need to check, check, the, check the balance. If it's too wet, add some paper. And if it's, if it's, it's too dry, add some water. And how do you know if it's too wet or too dry? What, what's the level that you're looking for? So it's about the dampness of a sponge. Okay. Dampness of a sponge. What are your tips for a stinky compost pile? A stinky compost pile. Well, obviously you've been over. If it's um, you've been overfeeding. Don't don't overfeed your worms. Um, if it's if it's become anaerobic without air, that usually causes your your wormery to become smelly. So generate some air, fluff it up a bit. Um, and also what's great to, to, to generate airflow is to use either egg cartons or um, toilet rolls. And it creates air for the worms. Is it normal for a compost pile to grow a little bit of mold? Yes. Yes, absolutely. There's all, all sorts of creatures and life living in the worm bin. And mold is one of them. So don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Now, what are your tips for keeping animals and pests out of the compost bin? So um, what's great about worm bins is usually they're enclosed. So it's great for um, deterring rats because the rats can't get in. Um, but also burying your food waste is really important. Bury the food waste and then they won't be able to find it. So you, you, you bury it underneath the, the worm bedding. How do you know when the compost is completed? Uh, you'll know when it's completed when it's very it's very, very dark material, uh, and it's actually very fine. Well, if you're if you're going to to dry it out and and, and sieve it, it's a very very fine material. It's rich rich dark material. That's what you're looking for. And what's the best way to separate that finished compost so that you can use it and taking the worms out of it to start a new pile? So to separate the worms from the worm castings. We make uh, little mounds, little piles, so the worms will then migrate into the middle because they'll escape the light. So, and then it's quite a laborious process. <laughs> and then you tap off the worm castings, and then you you wait five minutes as the worms will start to to burrow into the middle. And then at the end of it, you'll have a ball of worms and your separated worm castings. And you you can also use um a method with moisture because obviously worms need to be in a moist environment and if you dry your your worm castings on a mat on the floor and then you put a, um, a damp piece of card or cloth in the middle and you, you leave it for a couple of days the worms will eventually migrate into the middle underneath the the damp cloth that you need to you need to make sure that it's it's um 
it's wet uh, and eventually you can then separate your worm castings and your worm castings will your worms will be in the middle and is it safe to use the completed compost directly on your plants or is it best to dilute it some well it's very concentrated so you really don't need a lot you need like 10 20 percent with regular compost it's the only manure that won't scorch your plants you can use it di- direct but it's really it's, it's it's really not necessary it's very very concentrated so um, a handful of worm manure will fertilize your plants throughout throughout the growing season so you don't need a lot and also when you um if you use wor- the, the worm weed otherwise it's, it's leachate people call it worm weed that's the juice that comes out of the, the wormery you also dilute that one to ten but you also have to be very careful that uh, it doesn't have bad bacteria in it so some people suggest that you shouldn't use it at all um, but I use it on my house plants it's I think it's it's absolutely fine you've just got to be careful it doesn't smell too bad now, if somebody doesn't have a garden of their own to use their compost on, what do you recommend to do with um, compost? So if there's a local community garden, you can go and donate to them. I'm sure they'll be very, very, very happy to get some worm manure. Or obviously your neighbours uh, or your gar- any, any friends, family that you have that are gardeners, they will be very, very happy. It'll be a very nice treat for their plants. And how did you get into composting with worms to start with? So I started, well, I um, I studied uh, masters in human security and environmental change, but I specialised in food security, became very in- interested in um, our global agricultural system. And I realised how fragile it was and thought, what could I do to take some action? I'm only a little person. Um, and then I discovered worm composting from doing research because I found that a lot of um, countries in, in the developing world uh, were using this process to overcome food security. So I thought this is something that we need to start introducing into the UK and something that we can all do on a small scale. And we all need we all need the, the soil to live and essentially worm farming is making the earth again. So it seemed like a very practical um, thing to do. And where can people go to learn more about you and the work that you're doing? So they can visit my website, which is www.theurbanworm.co.uk. And there's lots of free downloads and diagrams and information on how you can make your own wormery and how to look after your worms. And you're on Instagram as well, correct? Yes, I'm on Instagram, wormologist on Instagram and uh, Twitter, The Urban Worm CIC and Facebook, The Urban Worm UK. If you're not quite ready for a full-blown compost pile or bin at home, but you definitely don't want your food scraps stuck in a landfill creating toxic methane gas, then I've got a couple tips for you too. First, check out the Share Waste app. It shows you neighbors with a compost pile and or chickens who are happy to accept your food scraps, or if you have chickens or a compost pile yourself, you can sign up to accept your neighbor's food scraps. It is still a growing app, so if there's nobody nearby you just yet, then tip number two is to Google compost plus your city name to see if you have a local pickup service or if there's a drop-off near you. They're often at farms, food co-ops, community gardens, or even your municipal garbage facility. You can also call your garbage company and see if they offer food waste bins to pick up on the curb when they collect your trash. Some garbage companies will allow food waste in your yard waste bin, others will not. So be sure to verify what's available to you. And of course, verify that they're actually turning your food and or yard waste into compost. 
Now, I want to give a quick shout out to several small compost companies that I personally follow on Instagram. This is not sponsored at all. I just love the work that they're doing. There's Compost Now in parts of Georgia and the Carolinas, Scraps Mile High in Denver, Colorado, the Compost Crew in D.C. and Baltimore, and Compost Cab also in D.C. If you are interested in starting your own vermicompost, make sure you check out our podcast sponsor, Uncle Jim's Worm Farm. This small company in Pennsylvania has been getting their hands dirty with vermicompost for over 40 years, and today they're the number one supplier of composting worms and composting supplies in the U.S. Of course, I'd never recommend a company that I don't personally love, and I can tell you that my vermicompost bin is thriving with the worms that I got from Uncle Jim's. They ship to the lower 48 states, plus Alaska, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands, and they guarantee live delivery year-round. You can order worms for your new vermicompost bin by visiting www dot a hippie and forward slash worms i'll be back next week with bethany of recraft indie as she shares her journey and tips in starting a secondhand craft supply store if you find value in the hippie haven podcast please share it with someone you know who'd be interested post about it on social media if you're on instagram don't forget to tag me too i'm at a hippie in a van You can leave a review in iTunes or whichever podcast app you're using, and please consider becoming a patron of the podcast for just $5 a month to help me cover the cost of file hosting, editing, transcription for people who need or prefer visual content, and my own time of researching, drafting, recording, proofing, and promoting, which takes about six hours per episode. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart for spending this time with me. I hope you have a great rest of your day.